This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. But right now, though, we have to go out to the Sports Cult and Guest Line and bring on our guest, Rich Gannon, the NFL on CBS. He'll be on the call Sunday when the Colts take on the Jaguars. And, of course, you catch him as well Mondays throughout the season uh, with the NFL Monday QB on CBS Sports Network. Former NFL MVP, one of the best analysts out there, Rich Gannon on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Rich, Joe Gillio in Philly, how you doing tonight? Joe, I'm doing well, brother. How are you? Doing well. We're doing, I mean, we've got a 10-1 football team here, Rich. We're doing pretty well, and we got to start with Carson Wentz. I just want your thoughts on his development and what you think of him when you watch him do what he's been doing this year. Well, look, I liked him coming out of college. I watched a lot of them. I live up here in Minneapolis, and so we get a lot of the North Dakota State games. So I, I got a chance to really watch him. In fact, buddy of mine was a defensive coordinator at Coastal Carolina, went against him a couple times. And so, you know, I really liked him last year. A little bit of an issue with the ball security this year. He's got that fixed. I mean, he's thrown just five picks. But he's big. He's strong. He's athletic in the pocket. Uh, he keeps his eyes down the field, the ball in the throwing position. He's very accurate, can throw the ball on the move. He's tough. I mean, you just start you know, you're going down to start checking the boxes, all the intangibles that you love at that position. And I got to tell you, every time I see him, I just I scratch my head and think, what were they thinking in Cleveland? I mean, it's just amazing to me that they could pass up on a, a kid like Carson Wentz, who's, who's got so many of the, the intangibles and qualities that you love at the quarterback position. It is amazing. We talk about it here all the time, Rich. I mean, they at that time, and they even said it publicly, that they thought he wasn't a future top 20 quarterback in the NFL, which, if they were right, you know, it makes sense. Straight out of the pick, because you want to draft a top 15, top 10 quarterback with, with a high pick like that. But you watch him now, he might win the MVP in his second year. and just It's amazing. A year ago, their evaluator said, no, he's not even going to be a top half of the league quarterback. It's it's mind-boggling. It is. And I just think it just goes to show you that a couple things. First and foremost, you know, there's a lack of quality quarterbacks and depth at that position in the National Football League. You look at the teams that don't have one. I, I would tell you that there's probably there's probably 15 teams out there right now that aren't real happy with their backup quarterback or their starting quarterback. I tell you, there's probably 25 teams out there that aren't happy with their backup quarterback. This goes to tell you, you know, we just don't have the depth at that position. We're not doing a good enough job at the college level, the, the spread, the shotgun, the, you know, the guys looking over the sidelines as a coach keeps changing and calling plays for them. They don't call plays in the huddle. Then, then when we get them in the national football league, there's just not a, not enough really good quality coaches that develop that position, whether it's the head coach, the play caller, the coordinator, quarterback coach whatever it just it's just it's not happening so the good thing is is Carson didn't go to Cleveland where he would have been on a bad team with some bad coaching he goes to a situation where he's got two former quarterbacks working with him every day he walks in the building they're doing a great job and Rich I'm glad you brought them up because I want to ask you about Doug Peterson and Frank Reich and, and the job they've done with Carson and just to go to your career for a second it took you a long time to become the player you became you eventually became an MVP and, and, and one of the best quarterbacks in the league 
But was that coaching? Was it just you understanding the game better? What was it for you as we parallel to what's happening here with Carson early in his career? Was it coaching for you that unlocked what you became? You know, most quarterbacks when they come out of college aren't ready to play right away. I wasn't. You know, I came out of Delaware, a smaller school. We ran the Delaware wing tee, so I wasn't really savvy with the NFL passing game and coverages and concepts in the passing game. So it took me a little while to kind of get my legs. I went through a bunch of coordinator changes in Minnesota, I think three different play callers in my first five years. So that was tough. And so you're constantly learning a new system. And we see that today in the NFL with all the coaches that get fired every year. And so it's tough on young quarterbacks. So I went through a little bit of that. I finally got some really good coaching when I got to Kansas City in year seven with Mike McCarthy, now the head coach in, in Green Bay. He was my quarterback coach. And then I went out to you know, Oakland with John Gruden later in my career, and it was the same system, so there was some carryover there. And so that's important. You know, you look at Frank Reich, you look at Doug, they've both been, you know, play callers at, at one point or another, and more so with Frank. And then, you know, they played the position, they see the game through the eyes of the quarterback. I think they tailor a game plan around what he does well. Not only that, but what the rest of the offense does well with the running backs that they have with Blunt and J.J.E. and, of course, Ertz and Jeffrey and Aguilar and the, and the rest of the passing game. And they do a great job with, with that. And I just think that um, Doug has really morphed into a really good play caller. I think that they work together in, in terms of the run game and and, uh, and concepts they want in certain situational football you know spots in terms of the red zone or two-minute or those type of things, third down. And so I, I just see – when I look at Carson, I think he's, been, he's better in a couple areas. I think his decision-making – I think the ball, his anticipation, the ball's coming out quicker. He's not holding it as much. Uh, he's not taking the, you know, the, the unnecessary sacks, the unnecessary hits. He's not turning the football over. I mean, you know, this to five picks through the first 11 games of the season, that's huge improvement from a season ago. And one of the things we talk about here a lot, Rich, is what he's done in the red zone. 20 touchdowns, zero interceptions in the red zone this year. As a former quarterback, how how hard is that to pull off? Because just just I'm watching the games, I'm looking at all these defenders in this little area, and it just feels like it's an easy place to make a mistake, have a ball tipped, have something go wrong. And the Eagles as a team are almost perfect goal to goal, you know, go to goal for a touchdown. And then you add in Wentz, and it's like they get in the red zone, and it, they make it look easy. Well, they do, and they're scoring you know just under 32 points a game. I mean, you know, so they're getting a lot of opportunities down there. He's taking care of the football. I think the game has slowed down for him. I think he's seeing the field better. Uh, you know, it's amazing what, what a year of experience will do in the system. And, and you know, they've got some playmakers down there. I mean, you know, they've got some guys that will go get the ball. I think you look at, you know, Alshon Jeffrey. That was a great acquisition. He's got size. He's got some speed. He's got some leaping ability. Does a great job high-pointing the ball, catching the ball away from his body. So, And Carson's given those guys a chance to make plays. But, you know, I, I just think that, you know, it seems to me when you watch him that, you know, last year it seemed like the game was going a little bit too fast for him. I think clearly now when you watch him, the game has slowed down. He seems like he's, he's, he's in much more control of things. I think they've given him a little bit more freedom and flexibility to the line of scrimmage, get in and out of bad plays. And, and uh, he's done a terrific job just managing that situation in Philadelphia. We're talking to Rich Gannon, analyst for the NFL on CBS. He'll be on the call this Sunday when the Colts take on the Jaguars. Rich, as a whole with the Eagles right now, when you pop on the tape, other than Carson, what's standing out to me? They're 10-1, and one, and the last few weeks, I mean, I, I can tell you, you probably know it. This city right now where I'm standing is just, they're giddy because this team is, they're not just winning, they're dominating, which we don't usually see in the NFL. You know, most games are, and you're on the call every week, a touchdown, three points, they're close. Last three weeks, the Eagles, it feels like I'm watching a college team here just dominating teams. 
They, they are, and I think that when you look at it, a couple of things that are going on. I think they're 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 maybe in terms of the the whole league. You know, you look at the best teams right now, whether it's the Patriots, the Steelers, the Eagles. You know, the Saints have had a good little run there. The Rams. They're playing complimentary football. Their defense has played really well. Jim Schwartz has done a nice job on that side of the ball. They do a good job getting after the pass. They're stingy against the run. They can create some turnover in short fields for, for the offense. And the offense has capitalized on that when they've been getting the opportunity. And the offense doesn't need a lot of help. I mean, they, you know, they got two good runners. They can, they can be physical with you. They can pound the ball at you. They can chip away at you. They've got players that can make plays in space. And, and the quarterback, as I said, is, is really – you know, making it all happen. But you know, to me, they're good in the kicking game. I mean, there's not a lot of weaknesses right now when you look at the Philadelphia Eagles. And they've, what they've got to do is they've got to be able to finish strong because, you know, there's, there's some teams out there in the NFC. You know, Seattle's one of them. You know, they're, they've got a lot of injuries, but they seem to always play their best football late in the season. I don't know what the, the amount of injuries that they've had on the defensive side of the ball. And they've got a pretty, pretty lackluster offensive line, which has been exposed a number of times this season already. But you know, that's a team that, that, that makes a good run. The, the Rams are a good football team right now. I think you look at what's going on in New Orleans. They had a little bit of a setback last week against, uh, uh, against the Rams. But uh, that's a good football team as well. So I'm, I'm anxious to see what the Eagles can do here over the next five weeks. It's not time to start pumping the brakes and start planning for the playoffs just yet. Rich, you said you're out in Minnesota. I want to ask about the team right now that's the number two seed in the NFC because we've had a lot of discussion here about which team's the biggest threat to the Eagles, and people like to bring up the Saints because of Drew Brees and their history. The Rams are new and fun. The Seahawks have a track record. Falcons have a track record. Minnesota's the one team I feel like we can't put our finger on. Nine and two is nine and two. They're right there, one game behind the Eagles. But Case Keenum, I think, confuses people because it's like, well, they don't have a quarterback. Yet you look at what Case Keenum's doing – He's having a big year. One, do you buy the Vikings and Keenum? And do you see any parallels to Keenum's career to what you were? I mean, it took you a while. You look at Case Keenum's career, it took him a while, and now maybe he's found the right fit in the right team. He's won seven in a row, and, and uh, you know, I know this team very well. And I see him a lot. And, you know, they've got a great defense. Not a good defense. They've got a great defense. When you have a great defense, you need pass rushers and cover corners, and the Vikings have them. And they've been building this thing for a while now. They've drafted a number of – look at their secondary, Xavier Rhodes, Harrison Smith, you know, Trey Waynes. They're all first-round picks. Um, you know, so they, they've got talent there. They've got good linebackers that play well in space with Barr and Kendricks that can rush off the edge. And they've got two really good pass rushers, and, and Hunter and, and Everson Griffin's having another incredible season. So they're good there. I think where they're better on offense is the offensive line has, was a was a real weakness a year ago. They're they're not great or dominant there, but they're good. Uh, they've done a better job protecting. And this quarterback has come in. Here's a guy that's bounced around the league a little bit. They cut him in Houston. He was with the Rams. They let him go, and uh, he's come in and he's 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 brought some energy to the to the mix. I mean, he's got a lot of confidence. He's got some swagger. The players believe in him. He's going out there. He's not been perfect in terms of taking care of the ball, but he, he makes plays with his legs. He moves around. He finds completions, and, and they've won with them, and, and they're doing a terrific job, and they've got some playmakers. They've got two good runners and Murray and, and McKinnon, and they've got a couple of receivers, just Adam Thielen. Not a lot of people running the National Football League know about him, but uh, he's on pace to, to break some Viking records, including those held by Randy Moss. So he's had a good year as well. he got a good tight end. So this, I would love to see the Vikings – and the Eagles. That, that'd be a great matchup. Yeah, that would be fun for an NFC title game. Rich, we'll end with this. The Eagles have won a ton of games in a row. They've won a ton of games by blowout. They have a couple tough games now on the West Coast coming up in Seattle Sunday night and then next Sunday 
against the Rams. There is one school of thought that maybe they need to play in a close game. Maybe they need some adversity before they go into the playoffs. Are you on board with that? Do you think they need, maybe not even a loss, but just some adversity in a game to remember what it's like to play in a close game? It's a question I never thought we'd have to ask, but here we are. Nonsense. I think, you know, I think you look at this game coming up and there'll be plenty of adversity against Seattle. This is a, uh, it's not an easy place to play. Uh, that's a good football team and they'll give them all they can handle. But I don't, I don't believe that. I just think they just need to continue to go out and do what they're doing, taking care of the football, being physical, getting after people and really having fun. I, you know, when you watch the Eagles play, you know, you see all these guys posing for pictures and touchdown celebrations. These guys are having fun. And I think that's good to see. It's great, and it's, it's infectious. We're loving watching it. And, Rich, we appreciate a few minutes. We're listening on the call and watching the call. Colts, Jaguars, NFL on CBS coming up on Sunday. Really appreciate a few minutes here tonight. Joe, you're the best. Thanks, brother. There he goes. Rich Gannon, of course, the former NFL MVP, 2002. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.